If you've listened to this podcast at all, you've heard me talk about thriving. Thriving actually means to grow, prosper, and flourish. And flourish is to create the conditions for growth. And by creating the conditions, we understand our unique gifts and talents and the way that we work best and how we can be valuable and relevant to those that we serve. Well, today's guest, Jenny Todd, is a model of all those things. Hello, I'm Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast, and I'm glad you're here. Here we go. Hey, Jenny, how's it going? It is going very well. How are you doing? Super good. I am so glad you're here, except for the fact I'd rather be sitting in your coffee shop right now. (laughs) Yes, I know, right? I would, I would. I'm loving enjoying some warm coffee in this terrible cold weather outside. (laughs) Your coffee shop is one of my favorite places. Oh, thank you. I love hearing that. I'm not just saying that because you're here. That's (laughs) that's for reals. So, and that is one of your businesses. The, The reason I wanted you on today is because you have a lot to offer to inspire other hardworking, high achieving women because you run two businesses. You're a mom, a wife, your son is just two years old you got a lot of things going. <laughs> I think that's the understatement of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And so for all of those people who are always asking us, you and I both, you know, how do, how do I get it all done? How do I balance it all? I think you've got a lot to offer in your tips and tricks, which aren't really tips and tricks. <laughs> it's, it's more of a, a mindset in the way you do life, I think, right? Exactly. Yeah. I get asked uh, so many times about how I have figured it out, quote unquote, figured it out, which I have not at all. But um, yeah, kind of understanding how to balance work and life and family and friends and passions and all of those kinds of things. So I would love to share the the things I've learned. However, I know that these aren't the only ways to make it work, um, but they've worked for me. So I'm, I, I love being able to share that with other women who are kind of in the same, the same boat as I am. And I think what's really interesting about starting this conversation is, is that you have two businesses. It wasn't like you said, oh, I'll wait and start that other thing when I get caught up or when my son's older. And and not only that, but you're embracing having an entire life outside of these two businesses as well. I know that family, church, friends, passions, all of those things are just as important to you as the work and these these this career. So I, mm-hmm. I, I love that you aren't trying to stage this thing out, which I think is a trap that we fall into is, is, Mm. you know, I always say the biggest lie we tell ourselves is when I get caught up (laughs) because we're not gonna, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about how this has played out for you. So what may seem like, um, businesses that aren't complimentary at all, but they really are for you. So one of those is a, a marketing branding business and then a coffee shop that you run. Tell us a little bit of how, how this all transpired. Yeah, man, that's a great question. So um, I have been in the design marketing world um, for going on, man, a little over 10 years now. And I've 
worked in agencies and I've worked in-house doing branding and marketing. And um, I had my son a couple of years ago. And right around that same time, my husband was really involved in the coffee coffee world, uh, coffee business. And so um, he was looking at the potential of opening a retail location we were together uh, along with a few other people. And so I said, let's do it. Let's go for it. And I was able to provide my marketing and branding and design skills to that business while he was kind of more so running after his dream. Um, And so that was kind of around the time when our son was born and I was still working full time. I still had a few clients that I was servicing on the side um, with branding and marketing needs. And, um, we just, the coffee shop started taking off and it, I was kind of balancing being a full-time, um, employee of a company, another company. I was helping run a company. I was being a mom and a wife and a friend and a church member. And finally we just kind of said, you know, what is, what are the, what are the few things that I can give up? Because I was getting to a place where I had no space left, no margin left in my life. And um, fortunately, I had the amazing opportunity to say that I was going to give up the full-time job, which I know a lot of people don't have the chance to do. Um, But what I do, I knew could carry over into my own business. And so I was able to thankfully um, leave my full-time job and give more time to our other business, any coffee roasters and my family. And then I was able to continue doing the client work with the clients who I had started with already and who I knew I would build up after that. And so I knew that would give me more freedom to just have the flexibility to kind of be here and there and everywhere as I needed to. And it just gave me the opportunity to really be able to fit work into the uh, margins in my life already that existed. And so it just gave me the flexibility I needed to be able to really go at all of them. Uh, in a way that I couldn't when I had a an office and another company that I was um, giving a lot of my time to. So. And what you're describing is what I'm always asking my clients to consider, which is the difference between striving and thriving. Because mm-hmm. your language is very much about how can I protect what I call our story? You, mm-hmm. you, you know, what you're good at, your family. You, you mentioned that you didn't want to get to the place that you didn't have margin. And I think mm-hmm. too often we we don't allow the margin conversation. We think when I get caught up, I'll get some margin in my life and, and mm. it never happens. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about what you've said is really important is you know what you're good at. And so you made the the connection immediately that marketing and branding was going to be necessary for this coffee shop. So it was not Mm -hmm. wasted skills. It was very much necessary to make sure that this business could thrive as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been really awesome to see how I'm kind of able to, it's what, like you said earlier, what seems like two very different companies, actually there's a ton of overlap because I'm able to use the branding and marketing skills that I use for my clients every day. And essentially I'm able to um, use coffee roasters as an extension of that and as another client um, of my company. And so I'm able to see overlap in uh, marketing opportunities. Even more recently, I've been able to actually kind of promote both at the same time in a lot of different ways. And so there's been a really cool juxtaposition of utilizing the skills that I, I feel really talented at in the coffee business to really help that company grow. And, and like you said, just understanding that 
Um, I have specific skills that I feel I do really well in and that I do thrive in and others that I have to work really hard to um, accomplish. And so I've just learned that the, the more I stick within kind of my lane and the more I bring in other people to run alongside me and do what they do best, man, it just makes such a, a, a difference in, in all areas of my life, not just business, but in personal, um, opportunities as well. Uh, it's just, man, it's, that's been so helpful for me. And what you're doing is instead of seeing your life through the lens of a role or a company or a job, you see your life as your story and what, what are you good at? What am I good at? And how can I use that Mm. in a way that fills me up? That's, Mm. that's it. That's the Mecca. And, mm-hmm. and when we do that, then we know that no matter where we go or what opportunities either fall away or come before us, we still have our gifts and talents to use in that way. So often I get clients for coaching that come to me and they're either considering a job change or they've been forced into a job change and they've only seen themselves through the lens of the title that they have or the company mm. that they work for. And you've done the work to see it through the lens of thriving and understanding who are you and what are your unique gifts and talents. And now whatever opportunities come up, you're like, oh, I know where I fit or where I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because, yeah, I mean, I I feel like God's given me so many gifts and I, I have kind of been able to see where what those are and where I'm able to kind of live most uh, joyfully, I guess you would say. And the, and those things do bring me joy. So like you're saying, no matter kind of what happens with Indie Coffee Roasters, with Ginny Todd Creative, um, I, I feel like I'm doing what I love. And so no matter kind of where that takes me, um, it's it's been really beneficial in my life and just my overall happiness. I mean, even down to this past year, I was able to spend some extra extra time um, if, if that's a thing, but uh, spend some extra time creating a children's book. And so it was just something that I've always wanted to do. And it's a, it's been a passion thing of mine where I've wanted to use my illustration in a way that I knew would um, bring joy to my son. And so it was just something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And so I brought the right people alongside me to help in the areas of the process that I knew I wasn't going to be good at and was able to do the part that I love. And so that's another way where I was able to kind of create an extension of what I do uh, on a daily basis, but in a way that still brought me joy. So I think that that's, it's just, yeah, what you're saying is just spot on. And that's it. It brings you joy. So each of us is hardwired with unique gifts and talents that God gave us from the beginning. And and it's up to us to really Mm -hmm. discover what those are. And Mm -hmm. you have done that in such an intentional way. It's a beautiful illustration of what I'm I'm coaching and guiding clients on all the time. And, And being able to say, okay, when I do this, it gives me joy. Like, to mm-hmm. me, that's when you know you've you've got it figured out. That's good stuff. Yeah. I always yeah. say there's a huge difference between falling in bed at the end of a day exhausted from striving versus falling mm-hmm. in bed at the end of the day exhausted from thriving. Because you mm-hmm. you still work hard, right? There's no doubt yep. with a two-year-old and two businesses, you're tired <laughs> at the end of the day. But it's a different yes. kind of time, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Oh, man, I love that. That's such a great illustration of... That's exactly it. I mean, I come home exhausted at the end of the day, but knowing like how much work I put into something that I can see the fruits of firsthand and knowing that I'm doing something that 
uh, I'm really excited and happy about even just, I mean, things with the, you know, we talked about the, the coffee shop is just even being able to be in the space in which I, you know, the company I own, but be in that space working with my other clients, I feel like I'm able to kind of see the fruits of both of those companies kind of coming together. And then knowing at the end of the day that, hey, I got to be a part of all that was going on um, and putting in a lot of time and energy and work. But seeing um, kind of both of those things being successful, man, makes for a great end of the day. (laughs) Well, and it is true. You need to be able to see how your gifts and talents add value and relevance. That's part of our neuroscience of thriving. Our brain is looking for that. And when you can tangibly see that result, it makes a huge difference to your sense of satisfaction in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. And I, I oftentimes get on a bit of a rant at this point about (laughs) how often we as parents or the education system oftentimes unintentionally ask our youth to choose careers based on the money-making model instead of their Mm. gifts and hardwiring of interests and talents. And you can only do that for so long. And at some point, something breaks inside of us and says, "This, this is, I'm not being who I'm supposed to be. And I Mm -hmm. love that you've been able to um, uncover that for yourself so you didn't have to go through that challenge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel very lucky that early in my high school years, I was able to work with um, another individual who runs a, who at the time ran a photography business. And I just very quickly was attracted to the design and um, visual side of what she was doing. And I feel honored that I was able to kind of move right into that as a career, knowing that I was going to love what I was doing every day. And I know that that doesn't happen the same way for everybody. Um, But I think there's great people like you who are helping other women find what they are passionate about. And man, when you find that, it's like, you know, it's like a light bulb goes off. There's a weight lifted off and you get to, you get to really enjoy the things that, that, um, you find joy in. And so that's, that's pretty cool. And I do feel honored that, you know, I get to be around people who I, I care about and who care about me and we mutually want to see each other grow and how can we each support one another in what we're doing. And I've just got so many great colleagues around me who, are doing similar things or things in the industry or, um, you know, I'm constantly meeting with new people and I love just hearing how, what they're doing and how we can support one another. Cause that's really what it's about is understanding what our gifts are and how we can bring people alongside us that are talented in other areas and we can benefit from, from one another. So yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I want to dig into that connection piece more, but before that, you know, I want to say to some folks, me included, when I left high school and, and you know, my early years, I didn't really know, you know, some of us have, my, my son mm. is going to be 21 here in a few weeks and he, he's known he's a musician and a songwriter since he was 10, but I didn't really mm. know. But every job that I had, every experience that I had uncovered more of what I knew I I could start to notice what I was good at. And now I feel like I've been able to take what I call the breadcrumb trail of discovery from for me. And now (laughs) say, how can I put all of those experiences together in a way that I'm doing the work that gives me joy? So sometimes we know it early Mm. and sometimes we have to discover it along the way. But the trap we can fall into is doing it for the money or doing it for some external validation that doesn't really 
last mm-hmm. in terms of how we feel. Yeah, absolutely. And even I, I know I've experienced a lot of people who feel like as soon as they, whether it's leave high school, leave college, um, leave a higher education, they feel like they have to figure out that thing right away too. And I feel like we all fall into that trap of feeling like we either have to wait around or we don't know what it is. And that stifles us sometimes, but you know, really for me, it was just about starting and understanding that every one of those experiences, like you said, would lead us to the place of discovery of finding what that ultimate thing is. You know, I, I haven't owned two, two businesses for my whole life and I've worked other full-time jobs and I've worked for myself and I've worked in-house and in agencies. And that's all led me to understand the, the pieces about who I am and what I am good at. My husband jokes a lot that he says, I'll never work for somebody else. He knows that I could never do it anymore, but I did for a long time and I loved it. And I gained so much wisdom from those people who I worked with. So yeah, I think it's all about kind of following that trail and letting every experience that we have kind of shape where we go. And I, I love that so much about my story. And I'm sure so many other people's stories, just like you were saying that that's really led me to hear. I I think back even to my early days of bartending and waitressing. Okay. So mm, yeah. I, 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 knew, <laughs> I knew as a fourth grader that writing was a, something that I loved to do. I'd always written poems and stories and my teachers had always affirmed me that those were, were things I was good at. But then I, t- I take that and, and you go into hospitality in the service industry. I loved hearing people's stories. And mm. then I remember writing in my journals that uh, later as an adult, I just want to tell people stories. Well, here I am now. I have a podcast mm. where I love yeah. the interaction <laughs> with people. I love to be able to write and tell stories. Like it's all coming together for good. It's just yep. it's worked out that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So the other thing that you touched on, which uh, is a key tenet of the Badass Women's Council podcast, um, reflection and connection. Connection you've, you've mentioned uh, several times. But when you know what you're good at, then you can find other people to fill in the spaces of things that you may not enjoy or not be so good at. So that you've been able to do that yeah. with your business as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um I feel like when I was starting out early in the days of Indie Coffee Roasters and Jenny Todd Creative, I felt like um, you know, in order to be a badass business owner, I had to figure out how to do it all, and I very quickly realized that that was actually um, more stifling than it was beneficial for me and that I was spending so much time on these things that I wasn't enjoying. And so by being able to kind of recognize, hey, these are the things that I'm really passionate about. I feel really good about doing and I feel like I'm really kind of killing it in. I want to bring on other people who are doing the same in their areas and I want to help them to strive in what they're doing and I want to work together to make a better end result. And so... I mean, a great example of that is with Indie Coffee Roasters, we have um, four partners. So it's myself and three others. So my husband and myself, and then we have two other business owners. Um, And we all four kind of have an area in the business that we kind of help to oversee. And I know that I would not be able to do it without all really killing it in the areas that they are working in. So it just... I, I'm not skilled at the numbers, at the retail side of things, at coffee roasting. Um, and so we have people that can do all of those and we're all better for it, which is just incredible. And similar thing with my own business. You know, I, I am not a writer. I love 
hearing stories and I can, you know, relate and I can help to lead them, but I'm not the one to craft them. And so I love working with writers and developers and marketers and other people who are really skilled in certain areas. And I can come alongside them with the design and branding and visual side that I feel really confident in. And we can make something so much better together by pulling in those people. And so I've just found, man, it's so helpful. And in a similar way, I know we were talking a little bit about this same thing in, in my personal life. You know, I, um, I love being a mom and I love spending time with my son and my husband, but I hate to clean. And so I would much rather spend time with my family on a Saturday. And I would rather pay somebody to come and clean my house during the week when I'm not there, because that allows them to do something that earns them income and whether or not they enjoy it. Um, but I know that they, uh, are happy to have that business. And I know that I am at it. Not, not only am I an awful cleaner, I just always have a bad attitude when I have to do it. <laughs> but it's true. I, so. I, for years, had a, a woman that came and cleaned our house and she loved it. She loved mm-hmm. to do it. it. Was I mean, it brought her joy. So just yeah. because we don't like to do it doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't love to do it. And that's you know that's a win-win situation, right? When you can exactly pay somebody to do the things that you you don't love to do. I I yes. was telling you earlier, I had this conversation with one of my coaching clients last week. You know, oh. she's um, has broken her foot. She's a single mom. She's mm. trying to do it all and, you know, feeling like she should be able to do it all. Cause that's what we feel like. And, you know, mm-hmm. we had a really good conversation about, you know, the best thing you could do is go hire someone to come in and help you for a few weeks and give them some holiday money that they would appreciate. And, and when we give our gifts mm. and allow other people to do things for us, then everybody wins. Yeah. And, and I've just found when people offer to help, they truly and genuinely want to. And if you tell them, no, sometimes you're robbing them of the opportunity to bless someone else. You know, I, I have certain talents that I will offer up to other people and I genuinely want to do that for them. And so, um, I hate when they say no, just because I know that they need it and I can provide that for them. And so it's just a great opportunity we have to bless each other. And we're all here to be in community and to help lift each other up. And so um, it's hard sometimes to be accepting of that because yeah, as women who are high achieving and doing a lot, we feel like we've got to take all that burden on ourselves. But uh, I definitely found that it's, it's better to help one another out and be willing to accept that sometimes we do need a little extra. Um, So yeah, what a, what a blessing it can be to to offer that up for somebody else. It's so true. And it can be counterintuitive. I get that. But you do rob someone of the ability to help. In fact, my company, We Thrive.Live, we host uh, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown classes in, in <laughs> cities around the country. And one of the things that Brene teaches in the Dare to Lead book is when they surveyed about what people wanted in leaders, one of the key things that came up when they were talking about building high trust was a leader that would ask for help. That that, mm. was, that was a sign to a team member that this was a good leader that they could trust if they were willing to yeah. ask for help. And you think about that, not only is it you know, counterintuitive that we, sh- we think we should uh, ask for help, we think we should know it all, but then when we do, mm. it actually builds more trust with our team. Like That's, that's mm. a win all the way around. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. 
So then the other thing that you said that I made a note of was you also are, are putting friends, family, passions, connections, all of those things, it sounds like, are just as important in your life as the work and the getting the house cleaned and taking care of your son, right? So you have a rich life outside of work too. <laughs> yeah, I I um I hope that is the case. I like to think that. I mean, I definitely feel like um community and togetherness is important for me and my church family, my faith is really important to me and my family and and my friends and my my son, my husband, my god kids, you know, all of those people um and those passions are really important to me. I'm a I'm an avid runner, so I love um being able to run when it's warm out, more so on the treadmill now or at the gym. But yeah, I think that um we all need kind of that rest for our minds to be able to remove ourselves from the day-to-day work and the there's a there's a time to strive and to push and to um accomplish more than we think we're able to. And then there's also a time to step back and say, my body needs rest, whatever that might be for you. I've found that for me, rest in my physical body is not sitting or, you know, is not um, being still. And some, for some people it is, but for me, my, my rest is to actually go out and run. It's like a, it's an escape. Yeah. It's an, an escape from my mind. It gives me time to just think and process and be creative. Um, and so I just found that, man, that time is so important to my work balance, my work, the, the work I'm doing, um, and the balance between that and, and family and time for yourself. Uh, I know it's like a buzzword to talk right now about self-care, but it really is important to separate ourselves sometimes. It's hard for me because I do run two businesses to um, turn my mind off from thinking about one of them. <laughs> um, but man, the time that I take for myself and take to run or to spend time with my family or my son, it always seems afterwards so beneficial. So sometimes it's hard to get us uh, into that place, but man, it's so important. Oh, absolutely. Some of my best ideas for anything have come on a, on a good run. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad that now I have the technology <laughs> with me where I can capture some of those ideas. Because sometimes, you know, you'd yes. be out on a long run, you have this great idea and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I got to I gotta capture this somehow. So now I'll just pull up my voice recorder and make a few notes in that or Voxer mm-hmm. or something and, and don't forget <laughs> it later. But I'm, yes. I'm with you. I love, that's how I rejuminate too. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I, absolutely. I love that you'll be raising your son in a situation where he gets to see the value of the work that you do as well with the coffee shop and and being a part of that mm-hmm. community. I know when I met you for the first time, it was in the coffee shop and you had your husband and your son with you. I, I think as working women, it's important to be intentional about sharing our passions about our work with our children and not for them to mm. see it as a burden, but to see it as a, a gift that we're bringing in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that's so true. And I knew, um, I knew when I had him, this was just something that I was personally passionate about, but I knew that I was going to be a better mom if I was spending my time during the day doing something I'm super passionate about. And then I could come home and be intentional about my time with him and say, you know, look, I've got passions and you'll have passions and you do now and you will when you grow up. And I want you to be able to excel doing those things. And just like, you know, I'm able to, your dad is able to. And so it was important for me to really be able to, um, 
just personally a personal choice to work full time doing what I love and allow him to see that. And so that's really important for me. And he loves coming into the coffee shop, which just makes my heart so happy because we've built a community. Like you said, we've built people there that love him even, and he doesn't even really know it yet. I mean, he does, but you know, it's like he, he comes in and he loves seeing all the people behind the bar and the regulars we have, they've, you know, become his family too. And what a awesome way to share with him, you know, what we get to do as our jobs that also leads into, um, you know, our personal life and our friend friendships and community. And I just love that so much. It's been so fulfilling and rewarding for, for me. And I'm sure it will be for him. He doesn't really get it fully yet, but right. he will. Yeah, he, he will. <laughs> I'm on the other side of that. My kids are 18 and 21. And just the other night I was watching HGTV because, mm-hmm. you know, houses and Design we all and all that. We, I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. addicted to that whole thing too, and I said, "Oh my gosh, I just want to sell this place and go buy some old house and refurbish it." Which is the way I grew up. My parents were flippers before flipping was cool, um, and and I've just yeah. always wanted to kind of go back to my roots in that way. And my son, who's 21, said, "Mom." you are building a business. You do not have time to deal with that house stuff right now. So one of these days, maybe it'll be time, but it's not now. And he's 21. Oh, amen. He knows how important <laughs> my business is and he's been watching me build it and he gets excited. You know, if I'll come home from a keynote speech or if he listens to one of the podcasts, you know, he's he's so supportive. And that's oh, cool. amazing when you're doing life together as a family. And I just want career women to recognize that being intentional about sharing what you love about your work is inspiring to your kids. I I can remember when I was in corporate sales, I had come home from one of the annual conferences where I had won another award and I was blessed to have an amazing career. And, you know, you get the big glass trophy and Mm -hmm. I was, you know, like whatever. And I was married at the time and my now ex-husband said, you need to display those. And I said, oh, no, I have a home office. And I said, no, I don't. He said, yes, you do. He said, your, our kids need to see that someone else is rewarding you for the hard work that you put mm-hmm. in. And it really yeah. caught me. Yeah. I was like, you know what? It's true. They do need to see that um, someone else is acknowledging that I'm doing a good job. So I'm yeah, just, man, I love... I- Yeah, I love hearing that because that's, I mean, that's the goal for me. That's exactly what I hope one day, you know, will come of the hard work now and putting in the the time and energy and that philosophy of just working hard and seeing the fruits of that. I hope that, um, you know, that is beneficial for him. And and I just want him to understand too, that that time away from him isn't just because I'm being selfish or wanting to spend time away, but that it's really beneficial. I mean, for myself and for him, you know, he loves being in, in an atmosphere during the week where he's learning and around other, other children. And again, that's just the path that we've chosen, not the right one for everybody, but um, I hope that he does see that those choices have all been really intentional. And so I love hearing that that's exactly kind of what have come, what's come out of that relationship with your kids. So that's really inspiring to me. So. Well, you brought back a really fun memory for me when you talked about writing the children's book for your son, because I didn't even think about it at the time. But now that you brought it up, one of the first times I took a business trip after my son uh, was born, um, he was probably two, probably about the same age as, as, as your son is when I started mm-hmm. to travel. And I, 
I, I colored it. I like with colored pencils and just wrote out this book that described the three days that I was going to be gone and where I was going to be and what I was going to be doing and what he was going to be doing with his dad. And he could count the number of sleeps until I got home. And oh. so he could, you know, so that way his dad could read it to him each night for the three days that I was gone and know exactly where I was and what I was doing. And I just remembered that when you said that today. I'll have to dig that up and find that because that's a great memory for me was I was oh, already so connecting them into my world of work. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, I'm going to have to remember that. I love that idea so much. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. (laughs) It was literally like uh, printer paper that I, you know, drew the pictures and wrote the things out for for Blaine, my ex-husband, to read. And then I stapled it together like a book and and they read it every night while I was gone. I forgot all about that. Oh, now I'm emotional. I'm going to have to go dig around and find it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a sweet memory. I love that. This has been really, really good, really helpful, I think, for our listeners to see in real life that it is absolutely possible to be a busy working mom and still make time for ourselves and all the things that are really important to us when we align it to the things that we're good at that give us joy and when we ask for help and allow others to be a part of that journey with us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I am so appreciative of the time and the conversation. It's been wonderful meeting you as well, just right here at the coffee shop. And so, yeah, and I love just sharing kind of my experiences with others in hopes that maybe some piece of knowledge might spark something in somebody that will kind of help their story or their journey. So I love being able to share that. Thank you. And if you are in the Indianapolis area, uh, Indie Coffee is in Carmel, Indiana, suburb of Indianapolis. And I highly recommend that you check it out. Thank you so much. Yes, we'd love to have you. Thanks for being here. (laughs) I'm not coming down. I hope if you're in the local area that you'll drop into Indie Coffee and see the amazing environment that Jenny and her partners have created to really build community. Not only do they have amazing products in their coffee and tea, but the the coffee shop itself is just a community builder. It's beautiful. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all of your support. I hope that your new decade is off to an amazing start. If you haven't yet downloaded the Dream the Decade PDF that I created, I highly encourage you to do so. You can do that at my website, wethrive.live or in the show notes here. Thanks so much. Make it a great decade. I'm not coming down.